Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got the cure. Three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Hello, culture kids. Welcome to our show. We are a family podcast empowering a generation of creative and empathetic innovators and citizens of the world. Join us today as we travel to the colorful, vibrant, and diverse country of Malaysia with our guests, Robin and Sukin, who is joining us all the way from Malaysia. Wow. My name is Asher, and I am your host along with my mom, Kristen. Before we dive into our episode today, we want to ask, do you want to be on the show? Send us an email or a voicemail to hello at culturekidsmedia.com to be featured on our show. Let us know what you love about Culture Kids and what you want to learn about or anything you want to share with us. We'd love to hear from you. Malaysia is a country in Southeast Asia. Let's go. With beautiful beaches... Lush rainforest, yummy food from lots of different cultures. We're going to focus on learning about a particular city called Ipoh. Now let's meet our guests, Robin, who is from Ipoh, Malaysia, currently living in New York City. And Sukin, who lives all the way in Malaysia. She's Robin's sister. We've never had two guests before. Hello, Asher. Hello, Kristen. Hi, Culture Kids. Nice to have you on the show. Could you tell us about yourselves? My name is Robin. I'm from a small town called Ipoh in Malaysia. Well, it was actually a small town when I grew up, but now it's a city. I moved to the States for college. I'm a producer and director for audiobooks and podcasts, an audio engineer, and a musician. Mommy's a podcast producer, too. And I guess me, too. Hello, Asher. My name is Su'in. I am Robin's oldest sister. I am a choir teacher. I teach children all the way from six years old and then university students as well. I am a performer as well. I sing sometimes. And I do act on stage. Well, YouTube do a lot of cool things. Uh, yep. That's right. Mommy has known Robin for a very long time. But one fascinating thing about Robin, Sukin, and their whole family is that they speak many, many languages. That's amazing. I not only speak English. I know some things in Korean and a little Spanish. Why do you speak so many languages? That's a great question, Asher. In Malaysia, generally, we are taught multiple languages. In the school system in Malaysia, uh, depending on the type of school, you will learn English, you will learn Malay, which is the national language in Malaysia, uh, on top of the language you speak at home with your parents. Cool. 
For me, I speak English, Malay,、uh, Mandarin, Cantonese, and a little bit of Japanese. I learned all those, so I speak Malay, I speak English,、uh, Chinese, of course, and Cantonese, which we spoke at home with our grandparents. A little bit of Hakka because that's what my my mother speaks, and I am learning Japanese. And Korean, and because I teach singing, I have to learn to read various languages. Hmm, interesting. So I can read Italian and German and French, and occasionally Finnish or Swedish. Wow, that is so many languages. <laughs> so why is it that people in Malaysia can speak different languages? In Malaysia, people speak lots of different languages because the country is home to many different groups of people. Ooh, the main language is Malay, which Robin and Sukin just mentioned, and everyone learns in school and uses it for official things. But there are also Chinese and Indian communities, and they speak their own languages like Mandarin, Cantonese, Tamil, Hakka, and more. English is also commonly spoken because it helps people from different backgrounds understand each other. That's right. Malaysia is home to many, many, many different cultures, and many of these cultures came from different places to live. Because way back when, long, long ago, there were good job opportunities, so people decided to move here. Ah,、oh, like immigrants. Lots of people immigrate to different countries for jobs or opportunities. Yes, and our hometown in in Ipoh, especially. Um, we have a city built around a mining community.、Oh. Um, you know tin that that you make aluminum foil with? Yes, it's silver and shiny. We had so much to do with mining tin. People who operated these tin mines wanted more expert help. So what they did was they invited the Cantonese people and the Hakka people from China. To come over to help them because they were very good at that sort of thing, and so they moved. They came over and they decided to stay, and we had a town built up around that. So, and that's why we speak different languages. Awesome. Sounds a lot like America. Many immigrants came to our country for new opportunities and built their own communities. So, in lots of cities, you can find multiple cultures, and you can find that through the diverse cuisines at restaurants too. Very cool. So we know Malaysia has lots of tropical rainforests, sandy beaches, and tall mountains. It is divided into different states, each with its own unique places to visit, and it also has two regions called Peninsular Malaysia and East Malaysia, which is located on the island of Borneo. Could you tell us about your hometown, Ipoh, and what makes it unique? Robin and I grew up in the peninsula, which means that it's this little piece of land surrounded by three sides of water. It's not an island. Thank you for clarifying that. An island is a piece of land surrounded by water on all sides. It's like a big floating piece of land in the sea. On the other hand, a peninsula is like a land that is mostly surrounded by water, but it's still connected to the bigger land on one side. Like a tail attached to a larger body of land. 
hot like an animal with a tail. Whoa. So Nipo, do they speak multiple languages there, like Western Malaysia? We have a big Hakka community there because the miners were Hakka and Cantonese, and then they had children and grandchildren, and you know it just passed down. What is Hakka? Is it a group of people? The Hakka people are are nomads, meaning that they don't have a fixed home, but they they move from place to place and they set up temporary homes. Wow. Hakka people have their own unique and beautiful language, food, and culture. And as Robin mentioned, the Hakka people are known for their history of migration. Throughout the centuries, they have moved from one place to another, seeking new opportunities and settling in different regions. The migration has led to the spread of Hakka communities across various countries, including Ipoh, Malaysia. So you find Hakka people all over China, and then when they moved and they came to Malaysia, they settled in. Our hometown in our state, so that's why we have a big group of Hakka-speaking people there. And like my mother, my mother's family is Hakka, so they speak the Hakka language. There are many different ethnic groups that come from China, and so many languages spoken there. It's like they have a world of their own. Sounds like such a diverse and exciting place. What is it like to visit there? Is it cold or warm or chilly? Let's go. Malaysia is very hot. If you look at a map sometimes or a globe, you can see this line that says the equator. That's where we are, right above that. Oh, that's kind of like LA. It's sunny here. And it doesn't really snow. Imagine summer, 365 days a year. Wow! But does it rain there? There is a rainy season. The rainy season here is called the monsoon season. Typically, that's somewhere around the middle of the year. Monsoon. <laughs> that's fun word. How many O's? I believe there are three O's in the word monsoon. Monsoons happen in different parts of the world, especially in places like Southeast Asia, which is where Malaysia is, and parts of Africa. During the monsoon season, the wind changes direction, blowing from the ocean to the land, and it brings lots of rain, helping farmers grow crops and filling up rivers and lakes. But sometimes, if too much rain falls, it can lead to floods. So people in those places need to be prepared during the monsoon season. It doesn't rain here much in California. Yeah. But I love that it's hot all the time in Malaysia. Oh yeah. So we believe here in Culture Kids that every town and city in the world has something different, unique, and special that should be celebrated. And from what I already know from Robin and Sukin's family, the city of Ipoh has some famous dishes that we'd love to learn about. Could you share a few with us? The water in Ipoh actually makes some very, very good rice noodles. And because of 
what's all the minerals and so on in the water. It just results in a very nice texture of noodle. It's very smooth and it's very delicious and you really can't find that particular smooth type of noodles anywhere else. It tastes different when you make it elsewhere. I know, I've tried. The minerals in water? No way. So that can make food there? Taste really good? Water in different countries can grow crops to taste really good because it provides the plants with important nutrients they need to grow healthy and flavorful. Oh. The special combination of water quality, soil composition, and climate in each country creates a unique environment that helps food develop very specific flavors. The water also results in one of Ipo's specialties, which is bean sprouts. So Ipo is very famous uh, for its bean sprouts, which are very delicious. We boil them really quickly, and then we add some soy sauce, some oil. Sesame oil. Sesame oil. Yummy! And white pepper, and it is a very delicious dish. Bean sprouts in Ipo are very big and very fat. They're never that fat anywhere else. They just grow very, very nicely in Ipo. Oh, mommy showed me photos of the bean sprouts in Ipo. They look juicy. Yum. And also as a side note to our grown-ups, you can check out some photos of these delicious Ipo bean sprouts on our YouTube channel, Culture Kids Media. I'm not sure if I could eat bean sprouts by itself. Do you eat it or something else? That often comes together with chicken. And what they do is they take a whole chicken and they put it into hot water and they cook it very, very quickly. And they serve this with a garlic sauce and some chili sauce. And you have to eat it together with the bean sprouts. Mm, and that is very, very special because you find that generally everywhere, but it's best in Ipo. Ipo is famous for that. Could you share the name of the dish in Malay? Bean sprouts, chicken in Malay. That's Taoge Ayam. So, chicken bean sprouts. And the other thing that uh, Ipo is known for is a fruit called the pomelo. What's that? Never heard of it. It's very, it's related to grapefruit, but think of a much bigger grapefruit. Oh, I've had grapefruit, but it's too bitter for me. It's a citrus fruit that tastes like a sweet grapefruit. They grow very well in Ipo. We think it's the soil for whatever reason, but there are many pomelo orchards in Ipo and people from all over the country will come to Ipo um, to this place called Tambun. It's a township somewhere in Ipo and they grow all these pomelo trees and we export them for sale. I hope I could try it someday in Ipo. Could you share some important landmarks visitors can see in Ipo? Ipo also is home to many caves, very old caves uh, that have some prehistoric or very old paintings in them. 
Oh, that's so cool, but kind of spooky. <laughs> and these are in these limestone caves. And in a lot of these limestone caves, you can find stalactites and stalagmites. Oh, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. We actually learned about stalactites and stalagmites from our previous episode about the Great Blue Hole in Belize. They're made by the water that drips inside the cave and leaves behind tiny minerals that build up over a very, very long time, making cool formations. Asher, do you remember the difference between stalagmites and stalactites? Yes, stalactites grow on the ceiling and stalagmites grow on the floor. Excellent. That's right. Great, Snasher. Inside the limestone caves that we have in Ipoh, there are a lot of Taoist temples, which have a lot of statues inside them. And people actually go there a lot. They still visit and they go there to pray. Taoism. Is that like a religion? Taoism is a belief that follows the teachings of ancient Chinese philosophers. Uh -huh. In some places like Ipoh, Malaysia, people build their temples inside caves. These caves can be peaceful and quiet, making them perfect spots for people to connect with nature and their spiritual beliefs. That sounds beautiful. <sighs> Could you teach us a couple words in Malay? We always like to learn how to greet. We usually just say apakabar, which is how are you? The literal translation is what news because apa is what, kabar is news. Should we try saying that, Asher? Apakabar. And then to say goodbye, you would say jumpa lagi, which means see you again. Let's try saying that together. Jumpa lagi. Good. Well, speaking of jumpa lagi, it's time to wrap it up. Robin and Sukin, is there anything else you'd like to share? We were really happy to be able to talk about our beautiful homeland, Malaysia and Ipoh. Um, and we hope to see you there one day. Thank you, Asher. Thank you, Kristen, and thank you, Culture Kids, for having us. We're so happy to be able to tell you more about our part of the world where we grow up. And hopefully one day you will be able to visit and experience all these fun things for yourself. Thank you and bye-bye. Thanks again, Culture Kids. Jumpa lagi. I want to go visit Ipa and eat those big fat bean sprouts. Yeah. Well, it's time for our jokes. <laughs> Asher, do you have a joke you'd like to share with us? Yes, I do. Why are fish so smart? Why? They live in school. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay, mommy's turn. Mommy's turn. What do you call a cold dog? What? A chili dog. <laughs> Oh, I love that one. We just had chili dogs today. I know, that's why I picked that one.
Thanks for joining us today. And grown-ups, if you had not done so already, please do us a huge favor and leave us a review and let us know what you love about Culture Kids. We have so many fun episodes coming up, so stay tuned. Jumpalagi. Bye-bye. We've all been there. You're standing in a museum, staring at a painting, and all you can think is, I don't get it. To me, knowing the story behind an artwork is a huge part of knowing how to look at it. I'm Amanda, the host of the Art of History podcast, where we view history through the lens of some really great works of art. Each episode, we dive deep into the bigger picture behind some familiar and maybe not so familiar pieces. Check out Art of History now wherever you get your podcasts.